Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. Joining us on the star line is Dr. Christopher Kerr, author of the book, Death is But a Dream, Finding Hope and Meaning at Life's Ed. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Let's go beyond the mic. Your father's death changed your perspective on death. Yeah, certainly. Well, I, you know, I think for the majority of my life, it may be pretty death-averse. And even in medicine, uh, you know, I was more avoidant uh, of, of the dying patient than I probably would have been. How has death avoidance model of patient care help or hurt hospitals? Oh, I think it, most importantly, it hurts the patient. Um, and I don't think it helps the, the, the hospitals either. If you look at the expenditure in the last three months of life, particularly in this country, it doesn't change outcome in terms of longevity or quality of end of life. So there's an enormous amount of energy put into futile care. And I think it's almost institutional uh, denial of the inevitable dying process. And what that does is it doesn't actually help the patient or the family to think that you were protecting them from that because they ultimately uh, know. And it never pays to not have accurate and honest, informed processes. So It takes a special person to be a hospice doctor. How has your life changed since you joined Hospice Buffalo? It's, it's not what people think, which is that we're probably a depressed lot. We actually see some of the best of humanity. If you've ever been a caregiver, it's probably the most difficult, best thing you've ever did in your life. And so we see a remarkable side of humanity. We see people selfless, courageous, giving everything they've got. And the things that seem to matter most from having lived kind of come to surface, we get to be, it's a privilege to be a part of that. You want people to overcome their aversion to death. Are you prepared to die? And how will your death affect the ones you love? No, I'm no more prepared to die than any, anybody else. But I think I'm probably less fearful of the process, having seen so much death. You know, one, I think that the physical suffering we all fear is overfeared. And uh, in the vast, vast majority of cases, it's manageable. So I, I think that part of it, I think psychologically or spiritually, I think there's a uh, better dimension to dying that kind of the book addresses. And the most vast majority of people get to a very good place in that regard. So I'm less fearful of that, but I don't want, it's not as though something, you know, I, I want to happen. Um, uh, you know, I have everyone else's concerns. With the emotional transition between life and death, how has this process changed the way that you guys handle patients? Yeah, you know, I think we pay a lot more attention to what's the actual experience. So when we medicalize the dying process rather than humanize the dying process, we're concerned about blood pressure and organ function. But from the patient's perspective, that's not what their experience is. They're having another perspective, and naturally death changes our perspectives. And that's a different vantage point. And when we get deeper into this, which is what our research has done, which is to find out what is it that's happening to you, it's surprising in that it's much more comforting, meaningful, and positive than what we, we see on the outside. It's this paradox of dying. So you see that, yes, there's physical decline, and it's gruesome, uh, and we grieve. But from, there's also another part of it that's uh, very life-affirming. One of the interesting things in the book is about the study of 1,400 patients and their pre-death dreams. 
How has those pre-death dreams become more comforting as death approaches? Well, we found a number of things. One is there's an increase in frequency of these events as people approach death dramatically. But the content of what they're dreaming or, or seeing changes, and what happens is they start to um, become reacquainted or they're tangent to people who they've loved. The people who they've loved and nurtured, who've been, have loved and nurtured them the most, tend to return, and they're overwhelmingly the deceased. We actually ask them to measure comfort on content. Um, we that actually is, provides them the most comfort. Um, so it, it's it's almost like this idea of reunion uh, for people that that just gives them great relief. So instead of having a fearful, discomforting process, they're actually psychologically or spiritually um, they're often actually enlightened, which is not how we tend to see um, the dying process. In what way is the dying process different between children and an adult? Yeah, and there's actually a chapter on that. So. Obviously, there's limited language uh, for children around death. There's no reference point for mortality. And they often haven't known somebody who has died. So in two of the three children talked about in the book, and they're actually on videotape as well, um, what returns to them is pets, animals that they've loved and lost. Um, But what's fascinating is that the message is the same. The message that they're not alone and that they're loved um, is how they they worded, and actually what they said is, I'm okay, uh, which is amazing because how do you talk to a child um, about mortality? But they seem to self-inform to some degree um, through this process, so it, it's, it resembles the adult world in a sense. He is CEO and Chief Medical Officer at Hospice Buffalo and author of Death is But a Dream, Finding Hope and Meaning at Life's End. Dr. Christopher Kerr joined us beyond the mic and time's running out, so it's time for the Rocking Eight. First thing that comes to your mind, no pressure. If you could have an actor play you in a movie, who would it be? Woody Harrelson. What's your favorite drink? Uh, beer. Canadian beer. Last person you told you loved them? Uh, my daughter 20 minutes ago. Name of the patient that you think of the most. Patty. Finish the sentence. My family thinks my most annoying habit is. Uh, Mania. Favorite board game. None. I never play. Who impacted your life the most on this path of the discovery of writing about death? Um, My partner, Dr. Robert Milch. What's the one lesson you want people to take from this book? There's a better story. I think the book offers a perspective of dying that we don't see, which is the view from the bed, the person in the bed. Death is but a dream. Finding hope and meeting at life end is the book available now. Dr. Christopher Kerr is the author. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.